1: You're listening to the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. Hello, everyone. Jesse and Andy here with the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest, JJ from the Residents of Evil. Say hello, hello, JJ.
2: Hey, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Looking forward to this. It's gonna be fantastic.
3: Yeah. The most ambitious crossover since the Avengers probably goes yeah. about saying.
2: <laughs> so it's good. Can we live up to the hype?
1: <laughs> so so JJ, you know, tell tell us a little bit about the, the row. Okay. You know, I know you guys have been around for mm-hmm. a couple of years, but you know, where did where did where did the row start?
2: Okay, so I'll try to keep it short. It's a pretty long story, but uh, started the residence of evil on Facebook back in 2012. So I've been a huge fan of Resident Evil ever since two came out. Uh, It was my favorite game. Um, I just always loved the series. So when Capcom had first teased that a Resident Evil 2 remake, I was I was very excited. So I jumped on Facebook and I found the remake Resident Evil 2 fan page and I wanted to support a remake any way I could. You know, they said if the audience asked nicely, they'll do it. So I joined that and then I seen how large the community was online and I've always been a fan, but, you know, I live in a small town, so I don't have a lot of people that share the similar passion of Resident Evil like I do. So when I seen there was this huge group of people that loved the series like I did, uh, I was like, well, I'm going to start a fan page. So I started the Residence of Evil and, you know, over time um, chatting with the uh, the admin of the remake Resident Evil 2 page, he helped my channel a lot by sharing it and um, eventually i joined that page too to help push the movement for resident evil 2 remake um, then years went by uh, i i streamed a lot on twitch i did sort of all different things um, and i just really wanted to i had a lot i wanted to discuss about resident evil i love uh, video editing and graphic design um, so i was like i'm just gonna start a youtube channel where i talk about resident evil you know do some live streams uh, all that sort of thing so i it was shortly after Resident Evil 7, you know, I finally felt like the hype was back for Resident Evil. I really did enjoy Resident Evil 7. And after I got done playing it, I just wanted to go back and play the original Resident Evil. So I started the channel. Uh, I started making content. And, you know, I'm very grateful because a lot of people in the community actually enjoyed the content more than I expected. And so then over time, you know, I I had a few others that I brought on the Facebook page to help me, you know, as editors, and we're like, hey, let's uh, do a podcast because we're, you know, big fans of, uh, you know, different podcasts. Like we like Crimson Head. I, I used to listen to um, I still do. Let's talk Resident Evil and like, let's all get together and chat. And so it was our first time as a team coming together and we just got along great. You know, we had a great time. We talked about Resident Evil and we're like, let's try doing a team stream with Outbreak. Um, so we got online and we got that working. And we're just like, you know, we we have really good chemistry. We all share the similar passion. And so from there, we just kind of created the row team. And we all took different, you know, chunks of, you know, content. Like, I make videos a lot. Um, Ollie's in front of the interviews. You know, we started getting, uh, you know, actors, voice actors. Like, Allison Court was one of our first ones. And we're like, yeah, let's let's just interview, you know, these, these people that we idolized as kids, you know, that played these iconic characters. Let's do discussion videos let's cover news and here we are today it's it's gone way further than i ever expected and i'm very grateful for that
3: yeah and obviously you started three years ago if we just bring this page up here
2: yes the youtube channel started three years ago
3: indeed and you've just hit 191,000 subscribers which for a niche community is insane growth
2: yeah, it, it to this day it blows my mind. I, I've I feel like I have the mentality, like I, I feel like the content I, I work on is you know maybe twenty twenty five thousand, and to see that there's so much support for us and that people enjoy the content we make to the point where we're at one hundred ninety one thousand, is more than I could ever ask for. Like it blows my mind. Oh,
3: indeed. And looking back, actually looking back at your channel here, you your one of your first videos was actually Resident Evil 7. So, yeah. I mean, would you call yourself a classic Resident Evil fan or would you would you say you're uh, uh, pushing more towards sort of Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 or the new generation with Remake? I mean, where would you kind of put yourself in,
2: in, That's that, a, in those? A good question. I'm, I'm 100% a diehard classic fan. Uh, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 are just like the pinnacle of survival horror for me. But that doesn't mean I don't appreciate some aspects of you know the later series. Um, you know, four, five, and six were it was sort of a, a turning point where I just kind of I, t- I took a few years off from the series. like as diehard of a fan as I was when those came out. I you know, they were a lot of people enjoyed them, and that's totally fine. They just weren't for me. So I kind of stepped away. and it wasn't until Resident Evil 7. Uh, well actually shortly before I revisited Resident Evil 5 you know years after it came out and um, and I, I picked it up and I, I came home from work and my, I called my cousin over and I was like hey let's you know give this game a shot you know it's been years and I just want to check it out and honestly it was the most fun co-op game I've ever played uh, we stayed up from the time I got off work 13 hours I took a shower went to work with no sleep so I was like oh, maybe, you know, these are still fun games. They're not what I grew up with, but they're still enjoyable in their own way. And then seven was coming out, you know, well, then we played six and, you know, that one had some issues, but uh, seven came out and it just kind of reinvigorated my my hype for the series. You know, mm-hmm. I got the collector's edition. Uh, you know, I was I was working at GameStop at the time. So, you know, I just remember like all, you know, talking to all different people that came into work about it. And then I played it and I was like, I, it got me back into it, I guess you could say, but, uh, one, two, and three, man. And you know, those will always be, those always, uh, have a place in my heart for sure. Original and still the best. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> Often imitated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, having, um, so with that, you know, we, you do a lot in the, <clears throat> uh, Resident Evil community. I know, you know, you've got the videos, you've got the YouTube, um, Uh, twitch and and then you've got this other massively ambitious project going on Uh, tell us a little bit about vigil because i know this is a huge undertaking that you've got going on with some other large names within the content community as well
2: yeah so basically it goes back to you know my love and passion for the classic series there's something about fixed camera angles that um, I feel like it's sort of a lot of people will say it's dated and I just feel like it's a lost art. And, you know, and what kind of proof to my point was when I played until dawn, I was like, before resident evil seven came out, I was like, man, this would be a, an amazing direction for the series. Like this is fixed camera angles for the modern day. And, you know, seven came out and it was first person. And that aside, I was like, there's still that classic survival horror um, community out there that, you know, wants these type of games to come back. You know, if I'm if I'm excited for it, you know, I know there's a lot of other people that want to see tank controls, fixed camera angles, but brought to the modern day. And so I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil fan games. Um you know the talent from the community always blows my mind. And I came across Moonglint, who is working on a fan Resident Evil game. And I was like, man, his stuff is really good. Here's a lot of potential here. So I messaged him and I was like hey man, you know, I really like your project. You're doing a great job. Um, and, you know, we started talking and I was like, would you be interested in making, uh, you know, we have an idea for a game. Would you be interested? And I kind of pitched the idea and he's like, for sure. He's like, the project I was working on was just for fun, but I didn't really have a story or anything. He's like, you know, with the story, you know, I would love, love to be part of this. So he's our developer, Moonglint. He is uh, phenomenal. He's he's one guy, but he's doing the work of a team. Um, and so over time, we all started discussing ideas and the game has shifted and evolved so much from the from when we started it to where it is now um originally it was supposed to kind of be like a goofy sort of parody of resident evil to pay homage to the classic survival horror genre And when we released our first announcement uh that we were going to be working on a game it got way more attention than we expected and a lot of people were excited but there was also a lot of people that said you know like it's not original it's you know this and that and we're, we we stopped and we're like okay, so way more people are interested in this game than we expected. We need to really sit down and think about how we want to approach this, you know, and we kind of shifted focus to an all original game, original story, original characters, like, it's going to play and feel and pay homage to the classic survival horror genre, but it's going to have its own original story, and we worked really hard to to make to make it unique and different, I guess you could say. So, you know, it's it's definitely a passion project for all of us we're all very passionate about classic survival horror so we want to incorporate a lot of that from the past and then you know add our own spin and take on it
3: yeah and just just on that point then obviously you mentioned it's going to be very very unique um obviously i'll take it's just pen for pc at this point but um what is it what is the story What is it actually it, as much as you can reveal? Of course, yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to put you on a, a gunpoint here. But um, what 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 is the story at its core, and where do you really want it to go? What do how do you want people to feel when they're
2: playing it? I want people to to feel the nostal- uh, nostalgia they felt when they first played Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Um, that sense of atmosphere and isolation. Um, you know, feeling like you're you're overwhelmed but you still can fight back right that's survival horror item management having the option to fight back i want people to refill that nostalgia but i also want to subvert expectations in a way to to be like oh i thought it was going to be this thing but it's it's this thing that's that's really cool you know subvert in a good way um so the story basically is is very simple uh, where are the reconnaissance operations unit three row, <laughs> uh, team. Gotcha. And, uh, we've been sent to investigate some, uh, I don't really, I haven't really went through a lot of this story before because we're, we're always careful with how much we reveal because again, it goes back to, um, you know, surprising people. So we're sent in to investigate something basically, and we're reconnaissance investigation team. So that's kind of how it starts. Uh, but it quickly takes a turn and, uh, and we're our team, our lore. We got a lot of lore behind the game. We're used to, you know, the paranormal and and the odd, you know, things that can't be explained. But this is something we aren't prepared for. Um, and so there's this mysterious abyss character we have showed uh, art for, and she's going to have an integral role in the story. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how much more I want to give. But uh, yeah, it's just expect to be surprised in a good way
1: yeah and i mean you can you can definitely tell like the 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 passion put into this from you know a love of survival horror standpoint and with that like do you speaking of more like modern like you know triple a games like do you think that the classic formula for survival horror is gone like is that something that has dated itself out of existence and it's just up to uh people like moon glint and others in the fan community to continue that survival horror legacy
2: and unfortunately i do feel like for the most part it's gone there are still a few games that come out that really kind of go back to that style of gameplay um but the majority of it is coming from indie teams and um it's unfortunate but uh yeah I, i just i the the thing with our game is we know if we went over the shoulder We know if we went with everything modernized, we would have a lot more attention on it. Right. But the, the thing is, we're not, we're not planning on doing this for money. We're not planning on doing this to have a studio recognition. We're doing this because we want to. So having that means we can do what we want to do. We're not answering to anybody. You know, this is the kind of game we want to make. This is what we want to do. Um, so I'm very grateful that, you know, everybody on the team shares that that similar passion. You know, it's just it's a it's a f- classic survival horror fan game or I want to say a game for fans by fans basically.
3: And yeah. that's a point. That's a point. I feel like you're really not pushing on. And if it and and correct me if I'm wrong because I don't want stamp, to stamp on your toes, but you are releasing this free.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that was the goal when we started and it's to this day it's the goal, you know. Again, we really want people to understand that, you know, there's there's no monetary gain from this. This is this is a, a a passion project. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people ask, why is it only PC? Well, at the moment, we're trying to get it out on PC. We're a very small team, so we're taking it one step at a time. But I would love to one day get this on, you know, consoles as well, because the whole point of putting it out for free is to to give it out to as many people as possible you know, to kind of give people that classic survival horror that now, you know, AAA studios aren't doing anymore.
3: If we can, can we go into a little bit more um, of the technical aspect of this? So, for example, what engine you're running? uh, Soundtrack, if that's okay? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, fill us in a little bit.
2: Okay, so we're developing this currently in Unreal Engine 4. Um, Moonglint is very... um, knowledgeable and comfortable with that engine so that's what we're using um right now we just want to focus on getting the game done so we're not going to be porting over anything to unreal engine 5 you know i think personally i think it looks fine as is we just want to continue with our development as far as soundtrack music and the score is crucial to a survival horror game and one thing with vigil is you'll notice in a lot of modern horror games there, there's there's this ramping up of of a score there's this tension but when you go back to classic Resident Evil games, every room you went in had a loud soundtrack, right? And it's not the same as nowadays where it's trying to build the suspension. But the thing with the classic music is you remember that game so vividly because of the music, you would go to a different area and you'd have that music playing. You know, it wasn't like a score. Uh, And that's what we wanted to do with this is we wanted to, you know, have those very memorable soundtracks that create ease and tension and, you know where they need to so mono memory is a fantastic uh composer i guess you would say uh, on youtube and he does cover a lot of resident evil songs and i've known him for a while now because he did our theme song and i you know mentioned to him like would you be interested in doing the soundtrack for vigil the game takes place in the 80s and he's got that synth or style very john carpenter-esque And John Carpenter mixed with Resident Evil, and I was like, "We could get some of that, man!" So he started doing some some uh, some of the music. They're like, "That's fantastic! That's exactly what we want." And so Mono joined on to do the soundtrack for Vigil, and I think he's doing an absolutely fantastic job, and he's nailing that sort of art style direction we're going for.
3: Oh, indeed. and days, um... and. Again, we're we're big, big fans of Mono Memory. Um, we, we share a lot of his music on the stream. We love a bit of synthwave, so, but it's it's interesting. So synthwave, uh, I mean, it won't necessarily be synthwave, but that's yeah, his yeah. style is that. So what do you what do you really want out of his soundtrack? What do you what, what how <clears throat> do you want that? To, do you want it to be kind of kind of montagey to the original, or or have you taken this in a completely original um, style and it's it's it's, it's going to be like nothing we've ever heard
2: before? It's it's completely original. Now, when I say I wanted to be reminiscent of Resident Evil soundtrack, in the fact that the music is always there, it's always playing, and it's always memorable. But as far as the sound of it, it we put the soundtrack out, and I, you know, there's comparisons to Nightmare on Elm Street, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, I even heard some 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 that sounded very much like um, The Shining. And so, you know, you take all these classic horror movies and games and you kind of compile them in to create something original. And it's just a really cool sound that really helps the game form an identity.
3: So where can we, where can we support vigil? I mean, is it got its own social media? I mean, how can we, if, if, if people are really, really enjoying this, uh, I believe you've got a, a, a beta not a beta or an alpha out at the moment. Yes. Uh, just, just run us past that.
2: Okay. So um, yes, a, uh, uh, so we our goal is to put the game out for free, but game development is far more expensive <laughs> than we assumed at the beginning. Um, so right now vigil is 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 um, it's only possible because of our patrons. Our patrons are helping uh, fund this game and this project because it is a lot of time and it is very expensive. So if you guys would like to help support the project, you can head over to patreon.com slash Row network. ROE network and we have some different tier levels in there and you know any little bit helps you know we're not asking a lot and you know and if you have if you have the means we we really appreciate it it helps make this possible if not just you know watching the videos liking sharing with your friends anything helps there too but we have different tier levels different ways of sponsoring and what we think is cool with patreon is you get something back you're not just giving us money to make the game which inevitably you would get the game back in return, but you get other cool behind, behind the scenes sort of things, pictures and stuff we don't share on social media and just little updates on the game. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, supporting the channel through super chats, all that, all that helps too, but uh, Patreon's the best way.
3: Understood. Now, well, go on, Jesse.
1: Now, what about, what about release timeframe? Because I know, you know, you've been working on this project for what, about a year and a half now. About a Is year correct? and a half, yeah. 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 Uh, When when, when are we looking to see possibly see, uh, because I know that even the demo, it's been a while since an updated demo has come out. Uh, Yeah.
2: There's a a reason why we haven't released, because what we want to do is release little snippets so people can kind of see the progress, not just from us posting pictures, but they could actually play the progress. The thing with that is, is, as cool as that was, and as much as we enjoyed releasing those small snippets, they were time-consuming. We often found that development was sort of halted to polish an alpha demo, right? And so we're like, we shifted focus now onto just development. From the very basics, you know, we've we've come a long ways now, but we have just shifted our mentality on the game to not just take time to put out these. L-
0: For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org/holiday.
2: Little snippets, but to actually make a game. Um, so our goal right now is to have a complete alpha beta version well alpha version of the game by the end of this year and then our goal is to have the game fully complete towards the end of next year and i'm just kind of giving us a little extra time there to be safe Uh, again it's a it's a very small team a very small dedicated passionate and uh, talented team but a small team so we're trying you know we I have the row, a full time job. Others have jobs too. So we're trying to do it in the spare time and not overwork ourselves.
3: So the resi- just on that point, the residents
2: of evil team.
3: What's the dynamic? Yeah. What is what is going on <clears throat> over at Row HQ?
2: Oh, we got there's so many things <laughs> going on here. It's it's awesome, but it it's a little complex. So we have the row team, which is made up of myself, Ollie, Tony, Bob, and Corey. And, uh, you know, Corey and Bob are often seen in videos and streams. Tony uh, is seen in the podcast and he makes videos, you know, when I don't have time. Ali is in front of all of our interviews, getting the voice actors, developers uh, and, and setting up our big live event. So that's the row team. But we also have our extended team. We have the row force, which is our mod team that help keep everything in order. You know, they're the backbone of the row. They're the reason why I can focus on streaming and making content and not have to worry about um, you know, trolls and, and stuff like that. Uh, so a huge shout out to them. We have uh, other members of the extended team that work on content, like distant memories and Xander that are making these stories and, and doing posts uh, to our Facebook and social media pages. And we have the visual development team, um, which, you know, we have uh, our developer Moonglint, Mono doing the music, Uni and Dakota doing the uh, art and, 3D modeling we have uh, Rick <clears throat> Rick who's actually he um is right now the produ- or the project manager of the game so I'm directing it and he's sort of overseeing making sure that we are hitting goals and we are you know doing things in the proper order he is also did uh he's a he's a professional at photogrammetry so he did the model for my character in the game he's very talented um we have you know the row team doing writing there's just a lot there's a lot of people to row <laughs> and, and, you know in all different directions um i'm working with people in the community people in the row every day uh and i'm, I'm i hope i'm not missing anybody but there's a lot of <laughs> lot, lot to go over there
3: so the the chaps in this this picture here these yes. are the core these are the core chaps and obviously everyone's favorite resident evil 2. Yeah. <laughs> <the voice> actor.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Nick Apostolidis in that.
3: What what, what happened in this? I'd love to know the backstory of, of this.
2: For sure. For sure. So yeah, Nick, Nick Apostolidis, Leon Kennedy himself. He's an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, very down to earth. And he is Leon Kennedy. Like He embodies the character. But he is an honorary row team member. Um, so we uh, for our three-year anniversary, we decided to plan a trip to PAX South. We were going to be doing a panel there and so we got the entire team together and we invited Nick and he was totally down to go. So what happened is we all flew out to Pack South and before the convention, we all got together at Ollie's friend's house. Uh, we, you know, had a little barbecue cookout and then we did a stream of Resnio 4. So this is all of us together. Um, our first night to all together uh, taking a picture next to the pool table. And then after that, we did a stream. It was It was such a fun night and it was really cool to get to see everybody because that was the first time um that i've got to meet nick tony and ollie in person we've been a team for now for a little over three years and we've never met in person and so this is the first time for all of us to come together and it was just such a a fun experience that i'll never forget oh that's beautiful
3: <clears throat> and that's it obviously we we feel the sense of camaraderie with the uh with the road team obviously you 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 bounce off each other obviously i've seen quite a few of your podcasts now you bounce off each other you have that that core chemistry so it's good that you've surrounded yourself with people that are also like-minded
2: yeah very great guys very passionate about the series and just just you know i've been working with them now for over three years we get along great so
0: touching
3: on you had Nick, you've had you've had quite a few uh, voice actor um, guests on your podcast um, from the Resident Evil community. I don't want to say what's your favorite because yeah. everybody is your favorite, goes without saying. <laughs> um, don't don't know, burn any bridges <clears throat> here. Um, but uh, what has been the most interesting, uh, and what are your favorite memories from from your Resident Evil podcast?
2: I mean, there's so many highlights th- that I could go on all day, but one that really stands out to me that. It, it really is just, uh, I'm very thankful and grateful I got the opportunity, but that would be our our Let's Play Live podcast with Paul Haddad, the uh, original uh, voice actor for Leon Kennedy. Uh, you know, since he's unfortunately passed, so rest in peace, Paul. Uh, he was um, a good friend, uh, uh, an idol to so many in the community. and uh, You know, he's going to be dearly missed, but the fact that we got to, I got to meet my childhood hero basically and play the game with him. And it was his first time he's got to see Resident Evil 2 in its entirety. He's only seen pictures and snippets of the game, but he's never actually got to, you know, watch his performance in the game fully because he never had, at the time, he was, he didn't have the funds to go out and buy the game and a console. And, you know, Capcom didn't give him those things. So, the fact that he got to experience his performance in the game for the first time with us was truly an honor. Like, it's just one of those things that, you know, all the time, all everything with the row, it just all builds to a moment like that. And that's when you, you know, it's everything is worth it. As you could say.
3: And that is absolutely crazy. When you really think about it, you think iconic, iconic, um, uh, movie stars and that sort of thing. That they they would have seen themselves like, but yeah. the fact that but the fact that Paul had never seen Resident Evil Two, which is and again I don't want to speak out of turn, but probably his most iconic role. Yeah, he, is he's, absolutely insane
2: to us for sure. For sure, he's 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 a fantastic actor, voice actor. He's done a lot of great things, but to our community, he, you know, he's known as the original, definitive Leon Kennedy. I guess you could say. You know, Leon's always been my favorite character ever since i first played resident evil 2 as a kid and uh yeah he's he's uh definitely an icon i mean he made the character he he in during our let's play with him he explained you know his thoughts going into the character how he wanted him to sound how he wanted to portray him and it was just so interesting getting to hear all that backstory you and, and it all made sense like yeah that makes sense that this is how he sounds this is how he acts like just to hear him mentally prepare for the role is just so cool.
3: And what I'd love to hear your thoughts on now that we're talking about Resident Evil 2 is we made, <coughs> we made, and you was but off air, you was talking about the remake. Oh, sorry. At the start of this podcast, you was talking about the um, remake Resident Evil 2, that sort of things. So what, what did you feel now? And now that you've spoken with Nick Apostolidis, what did you feel about Leon's new uh, rendition? Uh, for use of a better term. How did you feel that compared to the original?
2: So Nick Apostolidis is an amazing person and very talented actor and voice actor. And, you know, not only did he do the character justice and have a great performance and all that you would uh, expect of a talented uh, voice actor, but he loves the series. He's very into the community and he was a very big fan of Paul Haddad. He never you know he said this he never wanted to you know replace his role or anything he wanted to pay respect and he wanted to do you know justice to the character and you can really hear it and see it and you know whenever he's talking in a live stream or doing a panel you know he is he is the best person to play that character you know having somebody that's so passionate and you know uh, about the original actor in the community, is you know, we got lucky having Nick Apostolidis as, as we did, Leon. Yeah, we did because obviously he is,
3: and we've had him on the podcast before, he is a massive uh, Resident Evil fan in general, which is, I'm not saying it's rare, but is, it's, uh, it's, is it's is, 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 is dime a dozen almost because he, yes. is, he is super, super into Resident <clears throat> Evil. Yeah. Move, moving out from that central point about just Leon, what did you think of, um, as a broad brush, the remakes in general, not not necessarily Resident Evil Remake 1, because that's kind of a red herring, but the 2 and the 3 remakes that, that come out recently. I'd love
2: to know your thoughts. Okay, so you know, the driving factor behind the Residence of Evil and the remake page and the YouTube channels has always sort of been to push for Resident Evil 2 Remake. So, you know, that's another highlight of my life in the channel was the day it got showcased that. E3. Uh, it was such a, it was all the hype for so many years and all the, you know, trying to push for it that it finally was here. It was just a moment I'll never forget. And I knew that.
0: For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday.
2: This game had so many expectations to live up to. I knew that I don't care, you know, I, I knew it was never going to be better than the original for me. There's too much nostalgia there. Um, but if it's, you know, on par, um, I'll be happy. And, you know, they announced that they are going a new direction with Over the Shoulder. And, you know, I, personally, I loved Resident Evil 1 Remake. I know you didn't want to get into that, but I feel like that's remake perfection. So when they announced they were doing that, I was just like, okay, they 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 have a direction they want to go. And I'm going to trust them. And I'm going to go into it with an open mindset. And I'm still super excited. And so when I actually played it and it was, it, 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 was, I was pleasantly surprised that, um, you know, because I knew it was never going to meet my high, high expectations. It, it met the expectations I had set for it. I kept, I kept my, my expectations in check, I guess you could say. And I loved it. I mean, the atmosphere was there. The, um, you know, there was, the story was there. It was told in a different way. And the thing with that is if I could, have it my way. It would be like the Resident Evil One remake, but it's still a great game, and it's still. Um, I don't feel like it takes the place of the original. They both exist. So not only do we have this, what I would consider a masterpiece, but we have this other great retelling of that. So, you know, we just have more basically. Uh, there was a few things in there, um, like the quiet music, that you, you know, in the A and B scenarios, not having that zapping system like the original. And what else? Oh, cutting the marshalling yard that I wasn't a fan of. So there, wa- there was definitely flaws, but it was far outweighed by the hype and experience and the gameplay and actually getting to re-experience it, you know, 20 years later that I really enjoyed that. Um, now, three on the other hand. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> you know, that was that was just icing on the cake for us fans that just got the two. We wanted a three. And sure enough, you know, it was a, a less than a year later they announced it and uh you know i was super excited for that too um I loved the original as a kid and when i played it uh we played through it and i would definitely say i have more complaints with three than i did with two but uh, how do i put because this is a in-depth subject and i'm trying to explain it yeah. in, in a way that i can discuss it quickly it's um, very
3: polarizing very it was very yeah polarizing. definitely that's
2: the, that's the vibe that we got would you say jesse
1: yeah it...
2: <laughs> yeah that's a good. Way to yeah. <laughs> so, as far as keeping your expectations in check and knowing it'll never take the place of the original and it's its own thing, its own game separate, I enjoyed it. It was like it was like watching a movie. As far as being a faithful, proper remake, it was absolutely not that. Capcom said from the beginning, it's a reimagining, and this is the most reimagined game of the three remakes. Uh, so I feel like from faithfulness, it went one, into two, into three. Like, the faithfulness of the remake sort of slipped away as they went. But this, you know, I have I have complaints with this game. It's not perfect. There was a lot of moments in there where I was just like, hmm, that's kind of disheartening. But there was other moments, too. I was like, that was really cool. That was fun. So it's, it's like, it's a roller coaster ride that you can enjoy for a short experience, but don't, you know, think about it too much. Whereas, you know, one was like, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, proper faithful. But so yeah, I really enjoyed two. I had, I, I did enjoy three, but I have my issues with it. But one man, that's where it's at. One remake.
3: Oh no, agreed. And um I, had, and I've, I've said this on the podcast before. Like, I really feel like Resident Evil One really kind of spoiled us in a way, really, because like it was yeah, it just did. such a, it was just. It, 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 in effect, aside from the, um, the nostalgia value, it's made Resident Evil 1, the original, redundant. You don't, I don't feel like you need, unless you're playing it like me, like we do, because of Resident, like, super Resident Evil fans, you yeah. don't really need to go back and experience it, because Resident Evil 1 remake tells the story and tells it far better. Whereas I, I, don't, believe, I don't believe that's the case for Resident Evil 2 and 3
2: but also on on one like the, the thing is even though i feel like resident evil it, like if you had asked me what is the best made resident evil game it would be resident evil 1 remake what is my favorite resident evil 2 the original what is what do i prefer resident evil 1 or resident evil 1 remake i would have to say the original resident evil 1 again because there's a lot of nostalgia there and i do feel like deadly silence is the best version of resident evil 1 but there's just something about the you know cheesy dialogue the very bright rooms, the the music, the B B style uh, to it, and and just you know playing it as a kid, going from Resident Evil two, finding out there was another one that was out, you know having my dad's my dad's friend actually had the game and he let me borrow it with the strategy book, and you know it's just that experience is the reason why that one is my you know better version of Resident Evil one technically it's Resident Evil 1 remake but to me personally it's the original. So they both exist again. You have a remake and you have the original. It's just more.
1: Now speaking on the remakes, what do you think is going to be next for for Capcom in the Resident Evil remake series?
2: Well, I mean, talking with you, you and I know that there's a lot of lot of buzz out there for Resident Evil 4 remake. So personally, I would, you know, want a resident evil outbreak remake i think that is the perfect time for that series to come back i know the mass majority of the community want a code veronica remake but we know there's a really good chance for a resident evil 4 remake so if i had to put my money on something it would be a resident evil 4 remake yeah that's yeah. gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a tough one man that's that's a big game and you know if after three people are going to be very you know skeptical on if they can deliver because to 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 me, Resident Evil 2 is the best, but to the I think the mass majority of the community, Resident Evil Four is is the big one. So good luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like I don't I don't know if I would want to be on that team that was, you know, get, gets told like, Oh yeah, by the way, you're doing the Resident Evil 4 remake. Good luck. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine
2: <laughs> the responsibility. Votes.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 such a, a massive game to undertake in the first place, you know, compared to <laughs> You know, the, all of the original games, like maybe Code Veronica comes closest in length, or Z- Zero or Code Veronica comes closest to four and, you know, total time to play and everything. So it's just such a, a massive thing to take on and yeah. you, you they'll have to nail it. You yeah. know, they can't, you know, I, you know, and I'm always kind of on either side of the, you know, cut content argument from two and three remakes because I understand the cuts and some of the cuts I don't really care for. Yeah, but for having so many unique environments, if one thing gets cut, all of it falls apart.
2: It ruins the flow of the game. So that's exactly. one thing with Resident Evil Four is it had this very steady pace of changing environments to keep the game. Because you know, modern day survival horror games, you're not doing a whole lot of backtracking anymore. You're constantly moving through areas, and 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 to do that right, I would be, I, I would think six Resident Evil Six would be a good comparison. Resident Evil Four, you're steadily moving through areas enough to where you're continuing progression and you're getting enough of these areas to make them memorable. Whereas Resident Evil six, you're moving through them so fast. You don't remember what the hell you're doing games over and you're like, Oh yeah, that was a wild ride. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just four has such a good flow to it that, yeah, you have to maintain that and you can't water it down. And that's, I think what the main problem with Resident Evil three remake was it just, I feel like they didn't have enough time. Honestly, I feel like with more time, there was a portion in there where you can change where you want the train to go, uh, the tram, and uh, I feel like they wanted to let you choose your path of the game and have those moments in from the original, but they didn't have the time, so they made it a really pathetic puzzle probably the only puzzle <laughs> in the game and just kept it very linear whereas if they had more time and they let you ch- experience different paths to the game you'd go back and replay and try the different areas that's what i think personally
3: and that's a valid that's a really valid point and again you are a massive connoisseur of resident evil yeah. just like us um i remember the leaks or not leaks i mean rumors whatever yeah. you want to however you want to put it so there was going to be a fast travel system resident evil 3 uh-huh. Where did that? Where did that disappear to? Did, yeah, I, like
1: all, all of the the, ga- the journalistic outlets and stuff saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, like there's going to be all this free roam city. There's going to be a fast travel." It's like, well, oh, I want I want to play. I want to play the the press the press copy <laughs> they got. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, the free roam city that would have been awesome. And I think the more free roam in the city we got was with the demo. Oh, come okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it! Yeah, it, it
3: did feel like a linear game. And yeah. on that point, now we're now that we're segue into into leaks here
2: who Ooh. Ooh. dangerous territory <laughs> what,
3: did you, what did you think what did you think jj i'd love to know your thoughts on resident evil i i, I saw you the, i saw your reveal uh when you when you had when you were streaming the ps4 uh, PS, excuse me ps5 event yeah on on uh row what did you what did you think now that you've collected your thoughts you've 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 got your emotions in check what did you feel
2: when that trailer came up, there was a part of me that's like, "This is res."
4: History shows America rises to every challenge it faces. Every challenge makes us stronger. We're Americans. We find a way. At Kaufman Funeral Home, we give thanks to God for living in the greatest nation on earth. Take comfort in knowing when you need us, we'll be here for you. We'll put your family's needs first. Kaufman Funeral Home and Crematory, Frontier Drive in Stanton. Online at KaufmanFuneralHome.net. <laughs>
2: an evil eight because jesse and i are well into the world of leaks and rumors and a lot of the stuff we heard was so out there that it could never be real and i've done a lot of videos on it and you know people were excited resident evil eights coming out but i just had so many comments like there's not going to be where was this is ridiculous and jesse and i were like these these are echoed from so many different people that there's a good chance this could be real. So when the trailer dropped, I was just like, "This got to be Resident Evil." 8. And then I heard Mia's voice, and uh, it was Mia. I didn't I didn't recognize her voice right away, but then I recognized Ethan's voice, and I was like, "Dude, this is Resident Evil Eight. This is 100% it." And um, you know, it. I had an idea from the rumors and leaks in my head of what it was going to be like, but this completely took that idea and went with it. It was way more dark and gothic. And I compare this a lot to Bram Stoker's Dracula. It was so much more like Dracula than I expected. And honestly, you know, I have so many thoughts on it. But to summarize all of them is I'm really excited because this art, this art direction, the style is something I really enjoy. And, you know, to see that they're doing this and, and they're going with it, you know, I I think they're going to have, they call them beastmen. They're not werewolves, but I think they're going to have very reasonable explanations for them. I don't think it's going to be supernatural. It's going to be that idea in our world of Resident Evil, but the fact that, you know, they have this village and it looks so dark and Gothic and, you know, I'm just super excited for it. It, it, It's an interesting direction. And again, I like the style. That's why we're doing a lot of that same similar style with, with vigil. And so when we seen it, we're like, this is awesome. Wait, a lot of this reminds us of what we're doing with Vigil. Oh crap! But yeah, I'm I'm excited. What did you What did you feel when you saw this? This
3: large boy, <laughs> Chris Redfield, <laughs> big boy, standing uh, over, standing over, apologizing, and then committing an absolutely dastardly act.
2: Well, it in the rumors we heard that he was gonna. I can't remember. Whether there's so many rumors. He was gonna shoot ethan but then he shot mia and when i seen him my immediate thought was holy shit chris looks like chris again (laughs) i'm so happy chris looks like old man chris and then there's a lot of memes out there that he's become the Boulder and stuff like that i didn't really think he looked that (laughs) thick i just i just seen his face and i was like that's that's the chris i know that's my chris everybody remembers from resident evil 7 not my chris or not my redfield uh, but that's my red field. Uh, but then when he just blasts me in the face, like that was brutal. That was so brutal and 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 so out of character for Chris that I like. You know, regardless if he's doing the right thing or not, it's just not something you would see Chris do. <clears throat> Which makes me wonder if maybe this is a looking back at what happened, but maybe that's not what actually happened or i don't i don't i don't know but well, i like do know della effect maybe
3: yeah What
1: well, what's gonna happen is is this this redfield is not the real redfield oh. resident evil seven resident stop evil seven chris <laughs> is gonna come back and he's going to be oh, the real redfield <laughs> do, do
2: you guys like him now he's he's got yeah no yeah you can't push that redfield on me stop it <laughs> what i want to see now is like okay modders take this model and put them in seven it wasn't a huge deal but it would have been a lot nicer to have the chris that we're familiar with from you know five and six and seven but
1: you know that's going to be that's going to be a real interesting thing with the the capabilities of the re engine and now you know we're in this this area where we're going into uh you know next generation i i almost half think that capcom is probably going to i won't say remaster obviously because i feel like that's Little too new to say that, but I really feel like we're probably going to see upscaled versions of uh, seven, two, and three come to uh, the PlayStation Five and the Xbox One X, and that uh, I think that would be something to see if we do get these, you know, upscaled ports. If you know, Capcom has to kind of like backtrack a little bit and say, "Oh, hey, by the way, you want to buy Resident Evil Seven on the PS Five because you know, new updated Chris." <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see them actually, re- I would love it, but I don't <laughs> see them replacing the model, but the, the, to upscale two and three for next gen, that's, that's gotta be a given, you know, it came out right at the end of the console generation. And the fact that, you know, Capcom's a business and needs to make money, it would make sense that they would port that over to the next gen.
3: And we know we know that the RE engine is stupid versatile. I mean, you've seen you've seen oh, yeah. gameplay on the GPD, wi- uh, GPD win, uh, you've seen it, you've seen it literally. On. It can run on a literal potato. Resident Evil 7. <laughs> stupidly awesome yeah. game. Um, so yeah, I'd love to. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it. I mean, you know, Capcom are going to do it. They've brought out Resident Evil Four to absolutely everything. It's not yeah. going to
2: surprise me. The thing that does surprise me is if this game is only on next gen. Now, I know in all the videos, it's only shown PS5 and the new Xbox and Steam, and it has no mention of uh, past-gen. But, you know, and if the company is going for a game that has no loading screens and they want to give you the best experience possible, then, like, I give them respect for that. But if you think about, a, you know, from a company standpoint, all the money you'd be losing out on, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't sacrifice some of the capabilities of the game to get it in more people's hands. Like I don't know.
1: Well, I you know, and I I, I talked about this the other day with somebody like Seven, for example. Like I know Seven has load times. Yeah. But I don't I necessarily remember Seven load times. Like I don't really think of Resident Evil two and three when it comes to load times. Like you know, I get these no. cutscenes. There's a couple. Thing. so like that argument like that they're like oh well like you know or when people are like oh well, yeah it's only going to be next gen because capcom wants to get the load times yeah uh you know in the current trend i'm like yeah i played seven you know like the the entire you know like the other night i sat through and played the entire game again yeah and i, I can't think of one load moment It like the game just seems seamless to me so like i don't i don't yeah. think that it's not something the re engine can't already accomplish or at least with older generations you can mask it well like obviously yeah. i know that you know the no load times is kind of a specific thing to next gen consoles but the re engine is capable of faking no load times rather well in current hardware so i you know and again like we we know from the beta tests like uh all the reporting you know we did uh you guys over at row did rely on whore like all of the the information that we received during those beta test periods like All of it was done on PS4 Pros, from what we understand, like it was always only done on current gen hardware, yeah. So it seems like there's they've got a pretty decent build, you know, already made for current gen for testing. It's it's, it seems like a a, like a shame to waste all of that, you know, yeah,
2: it does. And what I think is they were obviously they want to drop it with the new consoles, right. But I think that they like shifted focus onto this. So it's finished. It's almost finished for next gen consoles. And if they have enough time, I think they'll make it readily available, but they're not going to announce current gen until it's for sure readily available. But they really want to push the next gen system. So right now they're only putting on their PS5 and the new Xbox so that people go out and buy them. And then they'll maybe at some point just be like, oh, yeah, it's actually coming out to both. You know, fake people out. Shady business stuff. But yeah, so I'm super excited for the game. I like the the art direction. Uh, I'm interested to see how they're going to explain it. I personally thought Ethan um, didn't have a lot of personality, but obviously that's what they were going for with the first person. They wanted you to be the character, so they don't want to give him a ton of personality. But you know, for the Resident Evil series as a whole, it's known for having these very iconic characters with a lot of personality. So it was a shift, and I can see why a lot of people aren't big fans of Ethan. But, um, you know, here with Chris murdering Mia and them having a kid together, I'm actually kind of interested to see now, um, you know, what story and direction they're going to take with these characters. And I believe it's been said that uh, at the beginning of the trailer, when it says it's the end of his story, everybody was worried that it was the end of Chris's story. Um, but I believe Capcom said it's the end of the Resident Evil 7 story. So it's like instead of doing a trilogy, I think they're only going to do a two part to this one. I don't know.
1: Which, which is kind of odd because it seems like Capcom always has gone on these in these arcs of like not necessarily like a, a true trilogy. Like, you know, we're not talking like star Wars one through three or, uh, but it, Capcom seems to go on these arcs where they have these like trilogy release games. So it's, it is interesting to hear Capcoms, you know, say that this probably isn't going to be seven through nine. This is just going to be seven and eight.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder if they want to take a completely different direction with nine. It's so far out that I don't, I don't know, but I'm sure they're working on, um, I'll good chance of working on the remake and they're probably working on other games too. So it'll be a long time before we even get hints at what that could be.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, you know, like I said, like there's just like uh, Capcom has re- done really well with arcs in the past, you know, like one through three is kind of the raccoon city arc, obviously. Yeah. And then, you know, four, like four uh, through six, I would consider maybe.
0: For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday
1: it's an arc <laughs> i don't i, I don't <laughs> i don't. It's, 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 it's it's weird the, though it, because
2: uh, four feels like it's its own standalone game yeah that like yeah, the,
1: like, so it's yeah. Not really
2: part of any other it, it ties in with the story but as far as the game goes it's it's its own thing
0: but really. does
3: it really tie in i mean for uh, me for me resident evil four it's just like at the start they just want to completely retcon fucking umbrella and just go right umbrella's finished right move on. yeah i feel
2: like we got robbed a little bit not <laughs> actually getting to take the umbrella but getting a cutscene for it but they might tie it in now because there was those uh during that discussion they said they wanted to tie in the nemesis parasite with the las Plagas parasite and so
1: yeah it, 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 that's an awkward thing too and i know uh, you know i know companies show their hand all the time um, but this was like just like an obvious, like, why'd you do that, Capcom? Like, unless you know, unless it's just like obvious, you know, like an obvious troll from Capcom, but
2: maybe they do that sometimes, yeah. yeah. They,
1: yeah, they've done that too, but it's just so weird that they went out of their way to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Lost Plagas and the Nemesis Parasite are definitely connected. Like, <laughs> the, what? The, the, the g-
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why, um, you know, a lot of people are a little upset that they're tampering with the lore, but personally, like. I I'm very thankful and I enjoy that we're getting new remakes and retellings of resident evil games. But personally for me, the the original lore will always be my go-to and I'm not, I'm not a huge lore guy. Like I appreciate the lore behind resident evil, but you know, I I can separate the two and I don't have one. Like I know that there's not one canon. It's whatever one you want to decide is your kind of lore for the series. And the original lore is kind of my definitive, but um, so it doesn't really bother me too much but I know it has upset some people that they're changing that stuff up.
1: Yeah, and I, and I and I totally get it but at the same time like, you know, some of the changes they're making to me like and maybe it's just because I I'm, you know, obviously doing the the whole Resident Evil uh content creation thing, like I just have become so well versed in lore, like some of it just makes sense to me. It's like yeah. these are things I could have like I always had this kind of headcanon. So it's kind of nice to actually just see Capcom say, like, yes, that's right.
2: Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, I get that, too. But, I mean, then another thing, though, is, like, I love the S.D. Perry books, and they're not mm. part of the series. So that's, like, its own separate canon. Just so many canons. So confusing. The Resident Evil series is actually really confusing if you really try to get into all the lore. It gets very <laughs> well complicated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, even ignoring, like, the side lores and stuff. Just, like, the main actual lore of yeah. resident evil is all over the place. <laughs> it
2: really is it's like i kind of stay away from that type of content you know it it just it, it creates too much um arguments i guess you could say i just like to uh, I, just, I just like the games for what they are and i don't want to stir you know the pot
1: but yeah because you can always uh you can always drop something that you know just completely destroys any lore argument
2: like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i do like doing theories though that's always fun
3: Something I'd love, uh, I'd love to uh, kind of throw a curveball question at you. Sure. It goes without saying, and your head is going (laughs) to go. It goes without saying at this point that you are the largest uh, turnkey Resident Evil page in content creation. I know there are big uh, like pages down in Brazil and stuff like that, but in terms of video content and what you produce, you're the biggest Resident Evil content creation platform. My question to you
2: is who else do you watch? Okay. So, well, thank you for one, um, you know, to to just start doing content because that's what I like doing. And the fact that you say we're the, the biggest for Resident Evil or YouTube, it, to, when you say that to me, it doesn't make sense. I don't believe it because like how how is that possible? But, you know, for me personally, I've always watched Resident Evil content like that's my that's my favorite thing to do. So I watch so much now. You know, time is limited, but, you know, I'm still listening to all the podcasts. And it's weird because once I started the row, the Resident Evil world and community online really opened up to me. I had no idea it was as large as it is, and I didn't know there was as much content as there is. And so, like, if you wanted me to go through a list of all the content creators that I watch, I'm going to forget some. But, man, um, you know, okay, so podcasts i started with let's talk resident evil i was on their 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 show a few times before i started the youtube channel great guys over there um and i really enjoy their content crimson head always killed it with interviews big fan of their content uh you guys are now killing it with podcasts they're listening to these again they're great uh project umbrella um who else do we got here uh uh first aid spray just started doing a podcast i love podcasts because i work I I work a full-time job and a lot of that job is, is, you know, typing or doing things at the computer. So I like to listen to podcasts. They get me through the day. Um, As far as videos um, before I was doing the role, I watched, um, I I watched where's Barry where's Barry had good news and and good theories. I enjoyed that a lot. He had good quality content. Um, You know, since then there's a lot more now like ink ribbon um, Susie, the sphere hunter um, Scorpion, Oh man, I could just ramble and ramble and ramble, <laughs> but you know, I love everybody's content and you know, I'm one of those that like, well, oh, I'm doing content. So, you know, I, I just focus on our content. No, I watch everybody's. I love, I love to, I love the community and you know, and, and the content, the community makes, I, as I always say, like, whenever somebody wants to start a resident evil channel, or they feel inspired to do a podcast or something, I'm like, do it. I think the more, content we have for the community the better like it doesn't matter if they're different channels are talking about the same thing I love hearing different perspectives I love hearing different takes on on things and you know I could I'm one of those that could never have enough content so yeah start your channels make your content let me know
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh indeed and um We've we've been very obviously it goes without saying we've been very blessed uh, with the with the communi- little community, the smidgen community of course in the grand scheme yeah. of things that we've uh, we've put together here. But that's the that's one of the big reasons why we wanted to kind of bring this bring this podcast platform back is just to just to bring all creators together. Really, everyone's got a unique perspective, especially around Resident Evil coming out in the late nineties. Us millennials, yeah, you know. Coming out coming out back then, we have a lot of memories that we associate with Resident Evil. You know, Dreamcast Guy had a really interesting one. Uh, we've had Avalanche reviews on. Everyone's got like such a unique story
2: around Resident Evil. So it's like, it's,
3: it's, it's just, it's, it's priceless. It's priceless
2: information. Yes. If I'm, it's if I'm it's weird how everybody has their own unique story, but so many stories are very similar how we fell in love with the series. It was usually from an older cousin or a father or a mother playing the games and, you know, us being kids watching them and it's, 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 the stories are echoed a lot. Um, but I love hearing the stories of how people fell in love with the series because um, I can relate, you know, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to hear that kind of stuff. And, you know, you guys don't, I don't know what did you refer to yourself as having a little foot in the resume world. You guys are killing it. You guys are doing a great job. You're covering podcasts. You guys got video content. You're, you're really, you know, doing a fantastic job for the community. So yeah, I think you guys are not, have a small foot but you guys are you know you're there you're doing a great job
1: well yeah now we got the whole you know <laughs> i gotta do it back right
3: no, no, yeah no, it goes without saying that's really appreciated and you know we're all we're, we're all singing on the same hymn sheet here we're fighting on the same battlefield so uh, yeah no it's uh it's it's great honestly uh, and for for us too speaking with other uh, content creators in our field just uh, just yeah it means a lot means a lot you coming Fun. on today
2: I'm glad you guys yeah. are doing that with other content creators because, uh, you know, I don't think that anybody else has to, you know, everybody interviews the voice actors and developers, but nobody's interviewing or talking with or even just casually chatting about Resident Evil with other uh, creators right now. You guys are doing that. So that's, that's I find that really interesting. Well, yeah, I
3: mean... We're going full Dr. Phil. We're like, who is...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but, it, uh, it you know, it all goes back to being able to show capcom that the community out here is strong you know obviously like at the end of the day capcom doesn't give you know give a damn like if we're at war with roe and rose at war with ink ribbon and ink ribbons at (laughs) war with crimson head yeah like i mean obviously uh, obviously capcom doesn't care about any of that but i think it is i think there is um you know obviously capcom does take note though when they see all these content creators you know coming together talking about the same things i think that's a really important um you know role to kind of fill within the community to show like you know the the powers that be at capcom that like hey you know like this isn't just like one person's opinion or another person's opinion you know we as kind of like the um I don't want to say heads of the community. Cause I, I feel like that's a little disingenuous, but you know, it's kind of like at least a law, lo- you know, having our platforms to vocalize what we hear from our independent communities, Yeah, you know, showing that United front, like, Hey, you know, it, it kind of helps. I, I feel like, it help, you know, kind of gives us an edge to hold Capcom accountable, um, you know, to the fans and stuff. So I think that's, that's really important. And I, I really wish we saw a lot more of, uh, different content creators coming together and doing stuff like this
2: for sure for sure you, what, you, what you're saying makes a lot of sense and i feel like having the channels and platforms we do it it is our resp- responsibility to be a voice for the fans because i remember before i had a channel i you know wanted to do whatever i could to to let my voice be heard about a to remake and now that the channel has grown to this point you know i want to be a, a beacon and a, and, a, and a voice to capcom and not only that but i think it's it's for new people coming into the community people that are falling in love with resident evil now with the new games like to see that there is content and those content creators get along and work together is much more welcoming than seeing drama and unnecessary you know uh animosities between channels like so the fact that we're working together just builds the community and makes us stronger as a whole
1: yeah because i because i remember the old like you know the old dial-up days of the resident (laughs) evil community online and Everybody hated each other. Like, Did they?
2: I don't. I, I didn't the like, community, but
1: at, at least for at least from what I remember, like it just seemed like like anybody who was, you know, obviously the you know the the content mediums were a little bit different back then, but yeah, it just seemed like nobody wanted to, nobody, and even to an extent, that's why 1.5, um, you know, took forever to get so long to get to where you know it was. It's just because everybody hated each other. Nobody wanted to work with each other to get it done. This is really uh, weird,
3: Jesse. But yeah, and he's saying point. that, I've just pulled up a video of Resident Evil 1.5, which I was just
2: about to talk about. Oh, and let's, go, it. let's <laughs> watch <laughs> it. It's
3: a roll. Yeah, we're just, we're just on the fly, baby. This, all is right, let's do it. And
2: um, I find this game so fascinating, so incredibly fascinating because it's my favorite game of all time in a completely different direction. It's like, what well, it could have been, you know? Yeah
3: so sorry to cut you off there Jesse but no. yeah you were my
2: friend.
1: Yeah no. No I just like, like I said you know it's just uh I I am excited to see you know the community you know start starting to come together and we're you know we're we're we've always had the mindset of we'll work with anybody if you want to you know come talk with us we're always you know always up for a conversation you know we never for sure. never st-
2: That's how you and I started talking is like hey let's work on some content together you know
1: yeah and you know and that was the thing you know i reached out to you know a lot of people and uh you know so yeah obviously like i'm not gonna say that um uh you i'm any you know hostility or you know towards me or you know towards anybody else but you know i get like everybody's got their own things going on but you know reaching out with you and you know i think we hit we hit it off rather well and i you know we've got a lot of uh similar audiences and you know there's a lot of mediums that there's a lot of crossover between uh what we do here at uh bhd and what you guys do over at the row for sure so yeah you know like, that's what i'm saying like that's what uh, that's what i want to see more of in the re and you know at least in the community side of things because you know,
2: there's one thing i want to do it was an idea i had is we have for charity we do um uh resident evil outbreak pvp with all the big content creators and everybody that loses has to delete their channel. And the only winner is the last one standing can be the only one to have a Resident Evil channel. So everybody is in it. And it's just, uh, it's as a joke, as a joke. But, you know, a really cool um, thing for charity would be to bring all the channels together to do some outbreak. Agreed, agreed.
3: It's a good thing we're not a big Resident Evil content creator because we, we, we would just go straight underneath that, right, you see?
2: guys <laughs> would be in it. I know we'd be out right away. Rose deleted. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for all your support. <laughs> but yeah, that would be fun. There's a lot of cool things that uh, we could do if we all come together and, and, you know, interviews, collabs, all different things. So it's Indeed. great. It's for the greater good of the community. And
3: uh, I, I would... D- and Ingram has discussed this with me before about the resident evil multiplayer Rose got a seat at that table.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah All 100%. right. We'll,
3: we'll, we'll make it happen. I mean, obviously it works for us because we're over on, we're over on Facebook. We'll do some absolutely mental, mental live stream where, where everyone's involved. I think that'd be really ambitious yeah, um, because I think Kai's on the—he's uh, he's on Pacific time. Obviously, I'm in the UK, and you're in US, US.
2: Uh, Michigan, yeah. Michigan, yeah, yeah, Upper Michigan. It.
3: So yeah, that'll be an absolutely logistical headache, but I'm sure we can uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we can make it happen.
2: I'm up weird hours. Yeah. So what what is going on then with this with this Resident Evil multiplayer?
3: Well, I was, I was just thinking. Uh, you, you know, bringing everybody on board, we're talking a lot about collaboration and just having a, a big Resident Evil outbreak stream because I feel, again, just oh, like yeah. you, that Outbreak is completely um, untapped, really. And even if Capcom just port it as a PS2 classic with um, multiplayer support,
2: yeah, I'd be happy with that.
3: They don't, don't even need to remaster it at this point.
2: Yeah, for real. It, you know, it's if they remade it and went the style of Resident Evil 2 remake, it would be really interesting and it would do really well because, you know, multiplayer is much more... Uh, easier to do now than it was on the ps2 days but if they just took the same game and like you said didn't even do anything graphically but just gave it online support i think it would it would finally have its time to shine it came out at a weird time it was ahead of its time but that game is absolutely fantastic it's the classic resident evil experience with friends and it's so much fun agreed
3: yeah we
2: did we did speak briefly
3: about Resident Evil 1.5 and I know you're very, very big what? into the lore and I'd love to know your, your uh, opinions on it. So, Resident Evil 1.5.
2: Okay, so I, I did this uh, video a long time ago during the start of the channel I said, uh, was it better than Resident Evil 2? And I think right away at the beginning of the video I was like, well, hell no Resident Evil 2 is a masterpiece, <laughs> but it did have some interesting things in it that Resident Evil 2 didn't. And um, you know, Resident Evil 1.5 uh, they had a damage system so as a player gets hurt they would start you would start to see damage on their body um, they had uh, you know different things that, you know different gear that if you wear it you can see it on the character leon just slicked his hair back there uh, but you can see the the weapon pouch there um they had different enemies they had these spider men that were just absolutely terrifying it was like half man half spider they had uh gorillas so um you know and but the the police station as a whole was a much more modern realistic looking police station and that's where you know I, I appreciate the Resident Evil 2 we got is because it had such a unique gothic style architecture to it that really made it stand out but you know having Elza Walker and it still would be interesting it's one of those things where I would not have preferred 1.5 over 2 but I would still that's like definitely. it to be released in whatever state it's in so that people can enjoy it separately and see what could have been Is there a 80% yeah. build out there? There's, oh god, I think this one you're watching is a 40% build, but I think they've come a long way since then, and that's another video I'm going to be doing uh, that I have planned is um, to revisit that now with all the updates. As you can see in that part there, that was Kendo, and I think his name was John, if I'm not mistaken, and he'd be an NPC that was with the character in the game. But uh, you know, it was cool to see two of these characters and how they were going to be in the game rather than what we we've seen. Yeah. And it's cool to just see all these different sort of backgrounds and stuff that, you know, you're so used to one thing and you're like, oh, all these pre-rendered backgrounds that are something completely new. It's it, with the same graphics. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, It's one of those things that, you know, it, it's familiar, but completely different.
3: Yeah, it is. But it is actually really bizarre going back. What? And again, I watched Wang's video on this, who did who did an absolutely fantastic um yeah, he did. Like, like, like synopsis of, of the whole lore behind Resident Evil 1.5. But what there must be, similar to, like, Paul had, there must be a, like, voice... Because I remember seeing clips, like, the original 1.5, not the this kind of team iGas build of 1.5.
5: Yeah. I
3: remembered seeing, like, voice... Or hearing voice actors in the game. Somebody somewhere must have done lines for Resident Evil 1.5 that should be able to, like, at least fill us in with what's... Go- with, with what was going on and how far it really did get before it was ultimately shit-canned.
2: Well, I remember when we were talking with Paul, he said that he had recorded some lines and he said one in our, I can't remember offhand what it was, but it was something about him being at the police station getting ready or something like that. And then if you read back to what Resident Evil 1.5 is going to have, you're going to get changed once you get to the police station, similar to what you've seen in the Resident Evil 2 remake. And that line he said is like, hey, that might've been a 1.5 line. And he said, "Yeah, there were some things he recorded that were cut. So I think they did do some voices. Um, you know, those podcasts were a while ago, so I have to go back and listen. But I'm, I'm almost positive they did some voices for the game, um, and just they were never used.
3: And that's it. And that's an interesting point as well. That Resident Evil 2 remake takes so many like little hints from 1.5, even having Elsa Walker's costume in the game. Obviously, yeah. Aside from that, but as that's... you said, the." Um... The, the kind of getting dressed at the police station on on scenario and um, on sorry scenario A and scenario B, that's a throwback. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just so many, uh, and maybe that was what they were going for as well. They they obviously identified some elements that were in 1.5 which they didn't get to do in Resident Evil Resident Evil 2. Maybe that carried through.
2: Some of the concept art and stuff from the earlier time when they were working on 1.5 was also incorporated. You could see Mr. X with the trench coat and the fedora. Um, so yeah, there was, it was a lot.
0: For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday.
2: Of really interesting ideas and they did grab some and you know throwing that Elsa walker costume in resident evil 2 remake that's absolute fan service like i was really appreciative that they done that yeah it was just uh you know one of those things when it when it comes to alphas betas and fan games that's like my favorite thing to do on the channel i'm just fascinated by what resident evil could have been different directions and what the community's doing you know there's a lot of talent out there and you know projects like mortal knight destiny uh and now the upcoming um what's that um that Here's one I just the during the storm, yes, that one looks absolutely fantastic. That's gonna basically be like a Resident Evil 2 version of Outbreak, full story. Um, like it's just so cool because to me personally, those classic games, no matter how dated they get, they're never dated to me. They're a lot of fun. And personally, I would just love to go back and just have different stories within that timeline. They can look and play exactly the same. And so that's kind of what these fan games give us is they let us go back and play the original, original games with a fresh new take in a different story. Yeah, during
1: the storm, this looks absolutely fantastic. So speaking so, of fan, go, go, so, go, 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 go. so speaking of fan games, uh, because I've actually I've been, you know, I've got a collection of like 50, 60 of them now on my my PC. I've been going yeah. through and playing all, and I I came across one, and I, I actually had to go back and use one of your videos for reference. Oh, really? Uh, well, yeah, because uh, it's Resident Evil Crossfire. Oh yeah,
2: that was a cool uh, one. Yeah, let, me, let me
3: see if I can like, splice that in. Hang on.
1: I uh, you know I I downloaded I think off Game Jolt Um, I got to playing it and there's the 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 part with the um the the paintings on the wall puzzle where you have to like put them in a certain color order and I for the life of me couldn't like I knew I kind of knew what to do with it but I still couldn't exactly figure it out yeah so i you know I, I typed in you know resident evil crossfire painting puzzle and your video was the first thing that came up i was like oh well thank god jj's played it before <laughs> it sucks <laughs> that it had to be him you know i
2: i never <laughs> never said i was a good resident evil player i love the series but you, you know i i'm not the best so i'm I'm glad i could help you out but yeah not usually good for walkthroughs i struggle <laughs> yeah. too but this to was a throwback He back to bring his portrait yeah back. dude that's when this i had a thousand four hundred subs that was like at the beginning of the channel
1: Oh wow, oh gosh, I didn't realize that the like when I when I was watching this, I didn't realize that it was that old of a Yeah, video. this is
2: this is uh, one of the first ones I did. This game was really cool though, very ambitious and you know it uh, it surprisingly played really well. That's the thing with these fan games too is like bugs and and you know some of those cheesy things happen, but that's to be expected. That's part of the the charm of these fan games It's just to see the passion people put in. if they're a little broken, that's to be expected.
1: Yeah. You know, like, obviously, like, I have a a deep appreciation for, you know, games like Mortal Knight and the, you know, 1.5 mod. But I will say Crossfire is probably one of the best, like, unique uh, Resident Evil fan games I think I've ever played. Yeah. It just. It was. It, I mean, it was. It was solid. It felt like a real. Like you could tell. Like the assets were stolen from. From damn near every. You know, damn near everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, it it just played so well, and I was like, you know, I would love to have seen this whole story play out. For sure, definitely. Uh, but what you know, what what out of all of you know, I, I know you've done a lot of the the fan games out there. What what's some of the highlights in your opinion in the community? You know, obviously, uh, you know, I don't want to. You know hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but you know, there, there obviously are some games that just have like bigger standout moments, enough,
2: yeah, for sure. And you know, they're all good in their own way, and I respect that the you know, the, the creators of them. The there is some that stood out just for the fact that either they were complete and well made or they were fun experiences. And I think some of my highlights would be before the Resident Evil 2 remake came out, um, to experience the RPD main hall in VR by Crying Horn. And then getting to get up close and personal with the liquor. Everybody remembers that I scooped down and s- squeezed its butt cheek. But that one was awesome, dude. To have that liquor in my face was such a phenomenal experience. And VR is so immersive. Uh, another one, Mortal Night is a huge project. And I had a lot of fun playing that one. That one's three parts. And it's really well put together. And it completely you know, has its own items and story and characters. And that was really cool. But I think my favorite out of all of them... Just because it made its own custom backgrounds and its own story, its own characters, but still tied into Resident Evil, was Resident Evil 2 Destiny. That one was mm. that one was extremely pre- impressive. And it was a good, you know, you can beat it now in 20, 15, 20 minutes. But when you first played, it's about an hour and some. It was like a perfect chunk um, to just, you know, a whole new experience within that world. And I, I absolutely love Resident Evil 2 Destiny.
1: Yeah, and Destiny, Destiny like always does like stupidly well like within our community. Every time Andy's you know the has streamed it like it just it because it, it's such a unique experience. Yeah, like, it is so unique.
2: And you can speed run it and get good at it, and it works really well. <laughs> you know, it's it's, t- it's it's totally Resident Evil. It's totally Resident. It's well. totally oh Resident yeah, Evil. But with new, yeah. And so and then a, probably one of the most ambitious, best made ones I played recently was Resident Evil Remix. By Mr. Curious. That, that was one of the recent fan game videos I've done. And that one got a lot of interest from the community. Because it basically takes the gameplay style of Resident Evil 4. But it remakes the Spencer Mansion and Resident Evil 1 portion in it. So it's like you're playing Resident Evil 1. But with Resident Evil 4's game style. But the cool thing with Resident Evil Remix is that the first part... Is like Resident Evil One, but then the game actually remixes and you get areas from other games, new areas. Like so, this what you see here is Resident Evil One and Four, but it takes a different direction after this. And I'm working with him now on doing part two, so that gets really cool. I played a little bit of it, and it's 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 really well done.
3: So you've got an interesting, uh, obviously you got quite an interesting story that because you're the only person that this chap allowed access to play yes um, yes I know you did have not controversy controversy would be uh an overblown way of saying it but he's very particular on what he want what he wanted you to, to show and what he didn't want you to, to show so yes go, yeah go into detail a little bit on that
2: and i respect that you know yeah, so of course Goes um that. he's and you know a lot of creators i've 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 met and discussed they're they're perfectionists they put a lot of work and time into their art and their design they want it to be showed properly and you know and moon glint is exactly the same way you know working with him on vigil he's very particular and so uh with mr curious i had recorded a part two but unfortunately it's still a work in progress and there was some minor bugs um and some things that didn't load properly and he's you know and I've talked with him and I told him that, you know, I, I uh, appreciate and respect that, you know, you want me to showcase your game. I'm going to do it right. And so I had recorded the video. I had it all edited. I thought it was great. And I sent it over and he's like, uh, there's a couple things in here I don't want. And I was like, "As as as much as I thought the video was fine. As like I, I respect that you want your, you know, he's he's spent so much time on it. And I was like, let's just redo it. We'll get together and we'll we'll do it right. We'll fix the bugs. And so, you know, he wants his his fan game to be good. You know, you can't you can't be mad at that. That's that's oh, awesome. Yeah. So no, that was what it, that was.
1: Yeah, and it, I mean, and it's such a good looking project too. Like I, I am excited to see more of this come out
2: for sure. Yeah, and that's it's one too like. You know, he was because he received a lot of feedback on the first one. And there are some things that he wanted to address that I guess I can address here real quick. But cool. with Resident Evil Remix, you will need a legit copy of Resident Evil 4 to play it. It is a modification. So there's no, he's not making any profit off it. This is just because he likes to do it, just like we're doing with Vigil. Um, what else did he say? You have to have a legit copy. He hopes to have it out sometime towards the end of the year, I believe. And um, it's still a work in progress. So some things you see in the video might change but um you just want to be adamant on that that because a lot of people say oh c and d and all that and he's putting it out for free as a free mod for the game that you have to purchase so everything's good
1: there yeah that was a i i was amazed at the amount of people that went straight to the whole c and d argument because i yeah like, that, i like i unfounded. didn't get it's not
3: unfounded it, it does happen and it, i mean it, it's in it
2: there's a lot I mean, of misconception it, behind that though i believe um And it all kind of stems back to Invader games at the time, now Invader Studios with their Resident Evil 2 remake. Now, I believe, and it's been a long time, but I believe they were charging for it or something. Right. Even if they weren't, uh, Capcom was planning an official and so you can't have a fan project that's going back to, you know, that's garnering attention when you're actually doing it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. they didn't, they they had them shut it down, but they invited them out. They are really respectful. They invited the team out. They got to meet, uh, with, you know, the developers behind Resident Evil 7 and they got to discuss Resident Evil 2. And then eventually they made their own game. In other cases, there's been hundreds of fan games that have been completely fine. You know, if people aren't Yeah, even. Them.
1: Yeah, even like 1.5, you know, there was there was a huge controversy. I think it was back in 2013, 2014, where part of the the 1.5 team like split off and was trying to sell for like sell copies of it.
2: Oh yeah,
1: um, then, you know that was a huge controversy, and I mean, you know, they could have got into that C and D territory, and they thankfully yeah. didn't, but you know that's the whole thing is like these fan games like you I, as long as you're not selling like I, I feel like cap capcom's very generous with our
2: community very, yeah they're they're, uh, they're they allow a lot and it's just yeah when, l- when what your project is affecting what they're working on are you profiting off of copyrighted assets that's when they step in but yeah I, unheard of
1: i uh because I, I i dread the day that capcom gets bought out by D- Disney, because then we're all out. We, yeah, then we're all out of jobs.
2: They're coming <laughs> after a, Everybody. That's a
3: fantastic point, actually, because we're, I'm looking at your hat right now. Let me just blow this up. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm
3: your hat right now. <laughs> yeah, and I would. And, and we, we're talking about. And again, I don't want to say this out of turn. I don't want to be rude. No, but we all take liberties with the Resident Evil license, and you yeah. you have been allowed to use these on the the, the the Richard <laughs> the, the, the box art guy. Yeah. So all of your material, I'd love to know how you get away with that
2: so originally respectfully of course we we had put it in not thinking because we never expected the channel to get where it got you know we did some editing to it made it black and white and, and since then we've done a lot more editing to make it more of a, like a clip art um but there's a few reasons why it was okay um number one when we released vigil we had a logo of it on there and that's when a lot of these things like Vigil's going to get cnd and at the time it was bro the game we didn't have a name for it uh, and a lot of the assets we were using was because it was supposed to be like a Resident Evil parody game, and we were just starting development, you know, but we never planned to have any copyright assets. So like, since then, everything has shifted over to completely original, um, uncopyrighted material with a completely different story aside from Resident Evil. But with that, our logo is in there. And they're like, well, your logo is is using the guy. But we are the residents of Evil, but we're technically the Ro Network. So we have a Ro Network logo that is completely original, has nothing to do with this. But we sell our merch through Coswares. And Coswares was in contact with Capcom, and they've asked Capcom, you know, is this merch okay? And I don't know if it's because it's so old or what, but it's completely fine to, to use this. And like I said, we've altered it so much that it's kind of, it's it's fine it's it's fair game at this cool. point and i don't want people to oh it's old so i can take it and use it no we just got lucky to have uh, our, our merch distributor have contact with capcom um and to to be told that it's okay so it's i don't i can't guarantee that for everybody <laughs> hmm.
3: yeah because obviously what we're last thing we want is uh, an esteemed resident evil youtube creator colleague um <laughs> Uh, B, B, C and D for something, but that's that's really that's a really interesting story that that somebody has on your behalf reached out to Capcom and just yeah they've in a way g- given it their their blessing because I mean yeah. obviously as we went into earlier they you know they've got to be somewhat grateful for your presence on on YouTube
2: yeah I don't know personally if you know the heads of Capcom are grateful but I do know that. Some of the developers and stuff enjoy our content. And, you know, the people that are working on the Resident Evil games, they're either passionate fans or they're just people too. And they like to, you know, see what's going on in the community and they're very involved. And uh, the fact that I know that there's people that enjoy the row at Capcom is, is really, is a really cool, uh, really cool thing to, you know, think about is they're working on the games that I love, the series that I love, and they're also enjoying the content we're, you're making. So it's, it's really cool.
3: Does anybody, if you don't mind me asking, you don't have sure. to. You don't have to dox anyone, of course. No. But um, has anybody reached out to you from Capcom, being the size of uh, the size of creator that you are?
2: Um, we were are okay. So Capcom doesn't do a lot of collaborations, and I think for that is you know they like to protect their brand and they like to protect you know their views are their views and they don't want to have other people's views uh, you know um, be affiliated with the company. So they're very protective on, you know, doing cross podcasts and because, you know, there's a lot of people like Crimson Head, us, you know, that that do interviews with voice actors. And you would think, well, Capcom would share that. Well, it's complicated because if somebody says something in a podcast that you don't want to affiliate with your company, so they, they, they can't be that in depth. But we have had contact with with. Um, you know they—they're now sending us like uh, when a new game's coming out, they'll—they'll they'll send us a copy. Like we got Resident Evil Three, and I think it started with Resident Evil Zero Indeed. One and Four on the Switch. But we have that affiliation. I do know some other people that work at Capcom that we you know we—you know—if there's ever an idea for collaboration or something, we would be honored to work with them. You know, like there's we're—we're we're trying, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, they know we're here. Um, Good, but. You know, the what they can actually do with people is is complicated. What about you guys?
3: No. No. <laughs> we, to be fair, we've only really been we've we've been doing this gig for just just over a year now.
2: So yeah, you, you know, we're,
3: we're pups in the in, in the grand scheme of things. Um but that, well, I'm always I mean,
2: here to help out if you guys want to know like no, no, where we, you know, because they, they sent us Rosniel 3, like I said, if you guys want to know who that rep is, I can put you in contact with them. That'd be appreciated. Yeah, Cause for that, sure cuz
3: that's that's one thing that um we was we were shocked at when um Resident Evil 3 dropped is that um nobody was str- like it seemed like big Twitch streamers got access to Resident Evil 3 like the day before so obviously yeah. when when the content like YouTube the Resident Evil content creators come to it we was kind of like second yeah yeah kind of second in the race so it was like
2: i think they're they're definitely getting way better than they were when we started when we started there was no bridge to capcom and now i've noticed a lot of new channels are starting to get access including us and i should point out that they did send us the game but i'm still a huge fan i bought the collector's edition you know with my own money and stuff like that i still want to support you know uh what they're doing but um they've gotten a lot better and they do different Different tier levels of how they distribute. So I know some creators that got theirs a month in advance. We didn't get ours until a, uh, I think a day or two in advance. Um, and I read the I read a part wrong, and what it said was streamers can stream I believe up to a day early, but Let's Plays have to come out a day later. So if I would have known that, I would have took work off and streamed the game a day early. But I read it wrong and I thought streaming and and the um, the game have to come out on the same day. And so we recorded a Let's Play instead. And instead of being early to the party, we actually ended up being (laughs) late. And everybody had their stuff out before us. And I was like, I took work off and we played all this and edited it in one night. And I could have just took work off and played it live. That would have been way cooler. So
3: my bad. That's that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Go on, Jess. That, That was, I don't know. I still, cause I still had mixed feelings about that with the whole like streamers get, you know, to go up to 24 hours early. Cause I, I get it, but I watched a lot of those streams, yeah. and nobody did Resident Evil Three any favors. No, like, I like it well, was they don't,
2: a thing with the with with them when they send out copies is they 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 don't tell you what to say. Like they let you have your yeah. own opinion, which I appreciate. So that's probably why people were a little harder on the game is because they were uh, judging it fairly. You know, nobody's yeah. paying them to say anything. They don't do that.
1: Yeah no no and I know and I and I am glad that we got like candid opinions and stuff but I feel like and not to say like you know obviously I'm not saying that people in the speedrun community aren't like you know real Resident Evil fans or whatever but I feel like they speedrunners like that's like kind of a particular like sub niche of our niche like th- there's yeah. a there's a formula a, a speedrunner wants in a game that somebody like myself who's more of a casual game. Or doesn't mind, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like there's yeah. a, a slight, di- you know, like difference in what we enjoy in the game. And I'm exactly so, the same way uh, as you. Uh, I was so never- I think that yeah. that's what the kind of part that. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's kind of like what the, a lot of my issue with it was. Is like you had all these speedrunners going like, oh yeah, this game, you know, like this game's not going to last a month because I can't speak. You know, I can speedrun it so easily, or. Whatever, like, Because that was literally what all the speedrunners said was like, oh, yeah, this game's going to die in a month because it's either too easy to speedrun or, you know, whatever. Uh, and I felt like that was a huge turnoff to some of like the casual people who just watch speedruns for, you know, just for the content. And they're like, yeah. oh, well, it's that bad. I don't know if I want to buy it now when... I think is, uh, on a casual level, just the actual, at, at like average casual gamer would have seen no issue, like a speedrunner, or maybe somebody that's a little bit more in-depth like ourselves as overall content creators. Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, like I, I appreciate Capcom lets these people talk uncensored, but at the same time, I feel like they targeted the wrong community to give the game to first.
2: Which they may have. And it's complicated because when you give it out to streamers, it just so happens that a large portion of the community, the live community for Resident Evil are speedrunners because Mm. that is such an integral part of the series has always been speedrunning. Now, I'm just like you. I'm not competitive. I'm not trying to get the best speed. I just enjoy the experience. I'm very casual. Uh, But the thing is, and I've since learned that the the streaming community is massive. So if Capcom was to say, hey, I'm going to give it to the content creators over the streamers. It's it's a it's a it's a tough decision because you'd then be you, you how do I want to put it? They released it to every streamer 24 hours early. It might not have been exactly 24, but I know it was a lot earlier than content creators. Um but like reviews could have come out earlier too. So reviews mm. were actually allowed to come out first. It was reviews, then streams, then let's plays. Um but it's just so hard. To, to segregate, I guess, the game to people that are casual players and the people that are speedrunners. And it just, just so happens that the speedrunners are a big part of the community. And with that,
0: maybe. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more. For your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more. For your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> Ooh. bling for less ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.
2: Maybe, maybe their criticisms were warranted, in a sense, because so, so many people like speedrunning with Resident Evil. Maybe the fact that they say this is not a good speedrunning game. Maybe that's something they should point out. You know what I mean? I know we would have went to Ben as hard on it because we play casually, but they're part of the community too, and they have a big (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny. I I watch. You know, if I'm looking for something just to, you know, have some background noise, you know, I'll throw like Bach or somebody. You know, Albert F. N. You know, I'll throw any of those guys on. It's just you know some like casual background noise. Because with speed running, like it's more about just watching than listening. You know, like with you know casual like gameplays, there's a lot more. You know, listening, uh, you know interaction. Th- yeah, interaction with yeah. the the creator. Whereas a speed run, you know, I can just glance up and like, oh god, you know, it's been like <laughs> yeah, you know, like because yeah. I that's all I can do like watching a speed run is like, you know, the guy's five minutes in and like you know, two fours, you know, or halfway through the game. And I'm like, wow, like five minutes, I've I barely like made it, you know, <laughs> you know
2: past the- I quit. Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: I, I got really into watching speed speedruns. There's so much
2: fun to watch. I just personally it's not for me. I can't, I'm not good enough but they're fine and
3: that's a that's a good point actually and to play devil's advocate on that i would have actually look looking back in hindsight the delicious thing that it is um <laughs> i would have liked to have done it how you did it because i feel like streaming the game because i streamed it day one i got up at four o'clock in the morning uk time to to play it literally the second it hit my steam boom yeah. we, let's go um, it didn't have a pre-release as well which was a little bit annoying but that's another that's another um You know, you could do, like, a preload thing. Um, Oh, yeah. You couldn't do that for Resident Evil 3 on PC. But you could do it on PS4. Yeah, yeah, really bizarre. So I had to literally get up and download the game in in full. Um, But my point being that a lot of other regions had got the game a little bit early. So, like, when I streamed it live, I had people like, you want to save your ammo, dude, because... That Nemesis fight that's coming up in a second. I think, Quit oh, backseat the gaming, backs. so, Banned. Yeah. yeah, So I would have preferred it to do it like you, because again, you didn't have and it, people aren't dis, aren't distractions, but you know, some people can backseat
2: unintentionally, and it can be true.
3: like, dude, just let me enjoy the game, bro.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's, it, it, it's a it's always a learning experience. Creating content, your your way of either streaming or you're always learning. So after we. uh did our live stream of Resident Evil 2. That was fantastic. We got to enjoy the hype together with our audience. But there was a part of us that just felt so, you know, between the two of keeping up with chat and playing the game that we felt like we didn't get to fully focus on the game. So our idea for Resident Evil 3 was we want to play it beforehand so we get to fully put, you know, focus on the game. And in hindsight, live streaming with the community was a better experience for the fact that We, our community has been there with us. They're, you know, they're interested in the things we're interested in, They're hype for Resident Evil 3. It was so cool to experience that with our community with Resident Evil 2 that it was worth being kind of um, focused on the chat and the game to have that level of of, um, interaction with our community and to experience that together. So in hindsight, I I think day one when things come out now, we want to stream it with our community as opposed to doing it, um, you know, pre-recording it always learning
1: (laughs) so you think you you think you're going to do that with uh with with village when it releases next year
2: yeah i think that was the it it was you know obviously we're not well actually with our Evil 3 stream we just played it and when we suck we didn't cut it out i was going to say we're going to suck more on live but we don't really edit our our let's plays either so yeah i mean i i think that um I would hope we would get that a little bit early. I think another reason to pre-record is we wanted to do a review, but there was just not enough time when we got it like a day ahead of time. Um, But yeah, I think, I think that it's better to enjoy that with our community for the first time. And um, let's just hope that the game doesn't get leaked like Resident Evil 3 because with Resident Evil 2, there was no, people really playing it early so you didn't have those people in chat spoiling it for you whereas Resident Evil 3 was like released a week early in some areas because of COVID they're just giving it out so it's unfortunate that you know people got to watch that ahead of time um it just that makes us appreciate the people that that do enjoy your content that wait to see your gameplay with it first before watching that that early leak stuff so yeah yeah. I
1: don't don't know I think I, I you know as much as uh much as I, I love to do it with our community i, I still i think i need to experience village uh, by myself the first time just because like just to just, you know romanticize like the whole like you know months of me <laughs> like yeah you know everybody like oh dude you're just making stuff up you can't you can't <laughs> you can't have the werewolves in a resident evil game and i'm like Beastmen. So I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> the beastman bro the beastman um uh, but no, I, I just I want I want to enjoy some parts and be like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I knew, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> totally get respect that like there's there's just taking it in by yourself that, you know, you put all your focus on it. But I guess just for me personally, I think the hype is a big part of remembering the game and, and your first experience and, and going back now to like when I was a kid, I didn't play Resident Evil 2 by myself. It was a it was a Christmas family party and we all those kids were in the parents room and my cousins had just got a PlayStation and, and I'm used to DOS and Super Nintendo, so we put in, I had Resident Evil 2 brand new, and we put it in, it was like, just, you're going to the big leagues now, and it blew our mind, but again, we were all together. It was a, co- it was all of us cousins together experiencing it for the first time, and I think there's a level uh, behind that, that well, that helps with, you know, your nostalgia yeah. with it.
1: And yeah, and I think that actually brings up a good point because I I do I do understand you know because there are some you know some members of the content community that won't touch some of the stuff that we will you know like I you know to me like a leak of a game is not going to kill it for me like I am you know like I said like I've known stuff about Village for you know six eight months or no almost a year now jeez time keeps going but yeah you know like that doesn't kill any of the hype for me. Like I like day, you know, the day village drops, I'm going to be just as hyped in as like the, the day that I first heard of the beast men, you know,
2: for sure. For sure. So,
1: and I, and I get that there's some people within like our, our communities or even just, you know, or um, in the content creation or just in the communities that don't feel that way. But I do feel like it is kind of important to experience this with the communities. Cause I do get how some of the magic can be lost. You know, especially like us that do a lot of like journalistic based work. Like, you know, you guys do a lot of, you know, video um, the same way we do a lot of articles. And I I do feel like, you know, we don't we don't get to experience a day one sensation anymore. Like, yeah, because like I said, like, you know, if if a third of our leaks that we've ever received over, you know, the past several months or if a third of them are true, I already know like 70 percent of the game. Yeah. So I don't get to have that like day one like oh god twist moment, but I think it's it's just the same experience like getting to see other people have that day one experience. Yeah, you know, and uh, in, in some ways it's almost more rewarding, you know, to get to ex- just the experience that is part of the community. So really,
2: really is yeah.
1: So I think that's a that's kind of like how we you know how we're able to kind of cope with it a little bit is you know we might not get the experience but we get to we get to share and you know react with the experience of our communities when when they have their aha moments
2: for sure for sure you know and there's there's times like that with with the row um where when Resident Evil 2 came out it's there was parts of the game where we're like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Oh, I know what's gonna happen. I seen this, and it wasn't leaks. It was stuff that Capcom showed. But my cousin, he's one that he just watched the first trailer and then he's out. He's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Shut up, you know. <laughs> and and he got to experience that for the first time. And there was a level of that where it's like, maybe I knew too much. Maybe maybe this kind of ruined a little bit of the experience. And one hundred percent does. Uh, but it's you know having the 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 channel and and being in front of rumors, leaks, news, all things Resident Evil. It's just like the The risk you have to take, I guess. Yeah. I can't just stop making content because, you know, I will let people down. People that are looking forward to seeing that on the channel, yeah. it doesn't ruin the experience, but it does hinder it a bit.
1: Yeah, see that—that's what I was most most uh, in the Resident Evil Three uh, remake. I I found out about how Marvin uh, gets bit by Brad probably about f- three weeks before the game came out three to four weeks.
2: I didn't. That was awesome for me. I
1: was like, Ooh. yeah. And, and I was, I was so worried after the fact because like I, I would, I would joke with Andy and stuff about it. not and, and I, but I got to thinking about it. Like I never actually told Andy what, what exactly happened, but, um, you know, I, I, but I, but then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, man, I am going to be so disappointed when I actually see this scene for the first time.
2: Cause you already knew about it.
1: Yeah. But watching Andy's lot, you know, like, you know, I was up, um uh, watching andy's you know day one live stream you know modding the chat and stuff and getting to see like
4: Hit. like yeah. yeah
1: getting to see his reaction to it getting to see all the comments in the chat where everybody's like what the fuck just happened you know and that's like fun. yeah like in it like in it and it saved i think that experience because i think had i you know just went and played re3 by myself I'd be like, oh yeah oh okay like i mean it was still <laughs> a cool it was still a cool scene and i think i might have enjoyed it on my own but just I, it was good to have like the interaction of everybody else when i knew it
4: History shows America rises to every challenge it faces. Every challenge makes us stronger. We're Americans. We find a way. At Kaufman Funeral Home, we give thanks to God for living in the greatest nation on earth. Take comfort in knowing when you need us, we'll be here for you. We'll put your family's needs first. Kaufman Funeral Home and Crematory, Frontier Drive in Stanton, online at kauffmanfuneralhome.net.
1: was coming yeah for
2: sure and i think now going forward with three i didn't know as much as i knew with two um and that saved a lot of the experience so regardless of how the game came out i did have those first impression moments that truly you know like help with your experience and going forward with you know how we know a lot about resident evil village and there's some things that i've actually turned off to that it's just like i will not look any further like small things like the beast men and creatures like that yeah they're revealed in the trailer so we knew about it they're revealed in the trailer not a big deal but actual plot points things that actually happen i try to avoid those i I want that experience
1: yeah and there's a lot of that you know because obviously like i have to read through everything that comes through you know our inbox rumor wise so and and that's why i you know I, i was in our discord group the other night talking about it but there's probably god i don't know like 20, 30 emails of stuff that I think is probably 70% valid that people have uh, sent us or people that we know um, that have sent us accurate information in the past have sent us more. And like I said, it's probably about 70% of the game in there, and I believe about half of it's true. But
4: it's
1: it's that thing of like there was a lot of stuff um, like in a, a more recent email we got. That like I said, you know, obviously I don't work, you know, obviously don't work at Capcom. I don't know how real anything is, but just my gut instinct and in knowing the information the guy has or this where I say guy, I don't know who it is, it's, you know, throw away email, but um knowing this, like you know, reading through this information, like I believe the majority of it's probably valid, but yeah. it's stuff I would never publish because I didn't want to read, you know, like, yeah, I wanted, you, want you know, it. I kind of want to be at the forefront of the, you know, the leak community, but I didn't even want to read it in the first place. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, th- this is probably real, but I didn't actually want to know that. That's why, like, I, I don't mind like the playtest stuff we get because as, uh, time's gone on, we've gotten more and more information from the, uh, you know, the play test that went on, uh, back yeah. last year and earlier this year. Uh, that's, I believe that's where we got the name of the, the game from, uh, because a lot of a lot of the the initial rumors we got, we've kind of chalked it up to somebody in the playtest. test. you know, obviously we can't confirm that or anything, but yeah. it just seems to be uh, everything that we you know is was in the playtest ended up it's, being in the trailer. In so trailer, yeah. So uh, what
2: you're saying, though, kind of on that. So all right. So going back to like we're saying, you know, leaks and rumors, they kind of hinder the experience a bit. Well regardless before i had the channel all that leaks and rumors like i have bar- when it comes to resident evil i have barely any self-control i get so hyped for that stuff and that's the reason why we do content on that is because i get hyped by it i like to see that stuff but i also have a level of this is so early or this is off a play test they're not going to reveal any big you know moments like i'll report on the the minor stuff the basics but i won't i won't get into stuff that ruins the story and stuff that's, you know, you should experience for the first time in the game because I don't want to be. So I have this level of hype for, you know, sh- small leaks and rumors, but when it gets into like actual game uh things, something that will um ruin the game, I don't usually go there because I don't, I don't to yeah. Wanna...
1: yeah. Like I said, like, even like going back to one of our earlier articles, like the whole thing of, uh, you know, like Chris potentially shooting either Maya or Mia or uh, Ethan. I was always skeptical if we wanted to publish that or not. Because it could have but been, yeah, it, yeah. And then it was, but at the same time, I was like, well, it was like these people saw it in the play test, so it has to be important. And then uh, Game Z, a, a German uh, YouTube group. Uh, they just like flat out like in their like report video you know they just flat out had guy like cosplay as chris and you know like start shooting a gun so i was like okay i don't feel so bad and then when the trailer came out i was like okay i i really don't feel bad nah, No, it's in the trailer yeah Um
2: yeah
1: because because it was funny like one thing i always found funny was in the special developer message you know peter uh was talking about you know like the the little the fetus reef thing for lack of better terms that they, yeah. they keep showing. You know, it's he's nice like
2: craft they made. Yeah. Yeah. The arts and crafts Beautiful project.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is, you know, such a vital part of the game. We didn't know if we wanted to show it or not, you know, in the it in did. the in the trailer. And I was like, wait a minute. That that was the vital part? Like not like you know Chris <laughs> blowing you. Etha like me away yeah. in the tra- Like that was your big moment. Like I I, 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 I saw it the wrong way. <laughs> but yeah. Um but no, like, and, you know, we've, we've public, like, cause I love the stuff about the play tests. Yeah. Um, because, you know, again, like it's how much is actually going to be in the, you know, it, I think with the play test, it gives a lot of room for speculation. Um, because, you know, obviously it's been built, uh, but is it going to make it into the actual game? You know, like we know people played 1.5, you know, that's where a lot of the the physical copies of like, I think the 40% build came from. were all play tester yes. copies. Um. Uh, so you know, it, it, it's it's interesting to see. You know, like we even when we did the, um, I think our last major article before the trailer came out on the playtest. You know, is where we announced the name. You know, was going to be Village, and then the inventory system, where there was two separate playtests, where some people played on an RE2 style inventory, and then yeah. some people played on an RE4 style inventory, and then the trailer hits, and we get this kind of like almost amalgamation of both of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah
2: it's and that's uh again well real quick i still think village is a dumb name but onto <laughs> that about how you 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 don't know what's going to be in it, what's not going to be in it. and that's kind of how i go into content when i make it is is this going to create uh interesting fun discussion is this because that's what i'm interested in is is in things that create discussion and with a lot of these leaks and rumors that are so early on and you don't know if they're true or not but they're not you know ruining the story um you know like our I just find this stuff interesting and fun. And if it's not true, it's it creates a discussion. It helps you think about things differently. It helps you think, oh, how would I like it to go that way? Would I like it? Wouldn't I like it? And then you, you, it encourages discussion within the community. And that's that's what I'm most interested in. So that's why when you ask, what's my favorite type of residual content other creators make, it's podcasts because I like discussions. Yeah. So that's kind of why I like to get on that hype. So we know you're
3: working on Vigil.
2: Yeah, not sorry. Yeah, I mean Moon's developing it. I'm just uh, writing yeah, and no, directing.
1: Yeah, me. JJ, 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 I mean, let, let's just get it straight. JJ is taking all the credit for Vigil.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to.
1: There's,
3: there is a team, of really talented people. Yeah. So we know we know you have a hand in Vigil, um, but what what else are you working on, and what what are your kind of ultimate ambitions for the uh the Roe brand? Excuse me.
2: Okay, so obviously vigil is like the passion project the thing we're all working towards. I'm obviously going to continue with the news and it's only going to increase as resident evil village, uh, you know, comes, drops more information in August. We're going to be on top of that. Um, Ali is currently in the process of moving. He, it'll be finalized soon. As soon as he's done with that, he's going to get on. Um, we have, we're planning a lot of really cool live streams and, and podcasts with, um, uh, the voice actors, we're gonna be doing a lot more of those. Um, I just had a baby, so things have been a little bit slower on my end, but you know, I'm starting to get back into to working and, and having time with my family and I'm gonna to start to be, you know to be putting out content again. So content's gonna be ramping up here shortly. Um, so expect to do, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, interviews and let's plays with voice actors, expect a lot more discussion and news on Resident Evil village, expect more on vigil too soon in the near future. We're actually going to be showcasing some stuff here because, you know, we've been quiet for a while. Um, and what else we got our. We do our yearly Toys for Tots. It's one of the funnest things we do because we go all out and we have an event to raise money for Toys for Tots. It's like one of my favorite things to do every year for the channel. So we're going to be doing Toys for Tots 2020. That's going to be coming up in December. Um, and then we have our Rotober Fest where we just play a ton of different horror games in October. Yeah, it's with the Ro channel, it's very um, much discussion videos in the summer and news. And then when it gets into fall and, you know, fall and winter that's when we start doing our big events and all these cool things that we do every year so lots coming up i'm looking forward to it i'm excited um and just with the channel itself i my my goal is to just create continue uh creating a place for resident evil and survival horror fans to come together and make content that i enjoy that others enjoy and um you know just doing what we love to do with vigil and writing our own horror survival horror story there so yeah that's that's what i got yeah offhand Mm -hmm.
3: Oh, brilliant! No, and it obviously goes without saying, we're super proud as as fellow Resident Evil creators how how well you've moved, uh, how well you've kind of risen through the ranks, and and the the, the community we've established. Aside from uh, YouTube, where can uh, people find you? Uh, Everywhere on the, on the interwebs.
2: <laughs> Everywhere, so um, you guys can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram you can find us on YouTube Twitch for our live streams we do uh, we do a lot of big events on YouTube we live but we do a lot of casual streams on Twitch Um, You guys can find us on podcast services like um, iTunes and stuff for the row podcast. You guys can connect with our community. We have an awesome community in the discord. Uh, That's discord.gg slash row network ROE network. And there, we just talk about resident evil and other survival horror games and just whatever. It's just, it's a really cool community that's run by the row force. So it's a safe, safe, fun place for people. It's not crazy hostile or anything. We got mods there that are really doing a great job. Um, Where else? Yeah, and then if you'd like to support Vigil or just what we do in general, we have the Patreon. And that's, I think that's covering all of them everywhere. Ro Network, ROE Network on all the platforms.
1: No, thank you. Yeah, y'all are a little bit of all, I think y'all are a little bit more than all over the place.
2: (laughs) Too many different things. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for having me on. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. You guys are doing a great job. You're killing it over at BHD. Keep up with it. I'm looking forward to listening to uh, more of your guys' podcasts with other people in the community.
3: Thank you very much. And uh, obviously from us at Biohazard Classified, thank you all for tuning in. I'm, uh, I'm extremely grateful you've all taken the time to check out this podcast. And hopefully this is a start of many, many collaborations between Biohazard Classified and Residents of Evil or the
2: Roan Network. Yeah, for sure. It'll be awesome. We're partnered. We got a lot of stuff we're gonna be doing <laughs> in the future. Cool. Indeed. Thank thank you everybody thank. for coming to watch this.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much. All the best, guys. Thank you. Bye.